This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Uh, teach us your word and glorify yourself in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, if you're like me, uh, if, if I wasn't a pastor or the pastor, and I'm sitting in the congregation, one of the questions I will have asked in my mind over the years is, how does he know what to even preach? You know? And the truth is, sometimes I struggle with what to preach. You know? It's Father's Day, you want to preach a Father's Day message. You know, and uh, so I thought about, oh, Lord, how about we talk about uh, the Father's love? You know, that one didn't quite fly. Then I thought the characteristics of God as a father, and then we use that as prayer for ourselves as fathers. That one still didn't, plan, uh, didn't fly. But God did tell me, he said, I have a plan. I have a plan. And uh, the title of the message for fathers today is God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan for you as an individual. God has a plan for me as an individual. And his plans are unveiling for us daily. It may not be exactly what you want, but God has a plan. Look at your neighbor. Say, God has a plan. And it's a good plan. A plan for you, a plan for me, a plan for us that is not evil plan, but a plan to do good and a plan of welfare for our lives. Amen? When we look at the story of creation, one of the things you will come to the conclusion of is God did everything he did with a master plan at the back of his mind. There's no way you don't see that. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible says everything was in chaos. There was no form. Everything was void. It was shapeless. It was, it was, there was nothing good about it in the beginning. And the first thing God said is light be. And with light brought clarity. He could see everything very well. And when you look at the sequence of events, you know that God had a plan that was unfolding. And at the end of it, you know, after he had done everything, created everything to sustain life, he then created man. He created you and I. In Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, let's read verses 9, 10, and 11. Ephesians 1, 9, 10, and 11. It says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. Somebody said, God has a good plan for my life. And I have a message especially for fathers this morning. When we're done, we're going to take two prayer points that the Lord has laid on my heart for us to pray. You're going to pray for yourself, and then I'll declare the blessing, and then uh, we will give a token uh, for all the men in the house. It says, God intends to fulfill his own good plan. And verse 10, it says, this is the plan. 
At the right time. Somebody say, at the right time. Last week, we talked about timing and right way. I believe for some fathers in the house today, today is the right time. This season, this moment is your right time. In the name of Jesus. It says, at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. I believe very strongly in my heart that some fathers today, this Father's Day will mark the lowest point of your life. Amen. It really doesn't matter where you are. You might be high at a high point right now, but God is going to exceed where you are in the name of Jesus. And just in case you are wondering, if you are wondering, uh, if I, I keep saying fathers, if you are a male species, you are potentially a father. So I'm talking to every male in the house, including the little boys, Polion, Seku, and everybody. Hallelujah. He says, at the right time, he will bring everything together. Everything. It will bring them together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Verse 11. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, it qualifies this next one. It means if I am saved, if I am born again, if I am filled with the Holy Ghost, he says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have, somebody say, I have. I have received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to what? His plan. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. You know, too many people, and I thank God, uh, Pastor Joyce, for that prayer this morning. Too many people are bogged down with what others are saying about them. Instead of being worried and concerned about knowing God's plan for your life. The point I want to make to you today, above everything else, is that God has a plan for your life. Amen. And in that plan is included all your pain, all your trials, all your tribulations. Everything is all part of the plan. Amen? Uh, you had CJ's testimony, uh, choir. CJ was the one that made this year that uh, you guys love so much. So you can say thank you to him now. <laughs> and he did it FOC. FOC. <laughs> you had CJ's testimony. Everything you have said, CJ, is all part of your process. God is taking you through it and is going to get you through it Amen. in the name of Jesus. But you must understand that God has a plan. God has a plan and is working out that plan for your life. I want to address our fathers this morning and I want to start by saying God has a plan for you from the beginning of time. You are not an accident. Amen? You know, for you to be a male was a 50-50 chance. You, I don't want to go into science now. You know, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. Women are XX chromosomes. Yeah? Men are XY. So it's a chance of will the father donate X or will he donate Y? It's a 50-50 chance. 
Whatever the father donates is what the gender of the child will be. Amen? And God in his infinite mercies, of all the millions of soldiers that were swimming during your conception, the one that hit the target happened to be a, the Y chromosome that fertilized the other egg and ensured you came as a male. From that moment, the plan of God has been unfolded. The plan of God has been unfolding. Who voted for you to be a man? Who appointed you to be a male? Oh, that is beginning to challenge some pop culture that we talk about now. What makes a man a man is his genetic constitution. Uh, praise the Lord. That is why in spite of a pot belly that looks like pregnancy, I'm not a woman. I'm a man. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What makes the man a man is his genetic constitution. People that have been transferring from one thing to another, the one thing they can't change is genetic makeup. As long as you are carrying XY chromosome, I don't care what you call yourself. You are a male species. Hallelujah. The sequential order of creation must tell you that indeed God had a plan. He created everything in a certain order to make sure there's sustainability. I want to tell you three things this morning very quickly in the time remaining. Three things very quickly. Number one, God has a plan for you. I want every man in the house to say that about yourself. God has a plan for me. The women are jealous, so they are saying it too. I said every man in the house. <laughs> Pray, praise the Lord. God has a plan for your life. And I suspect that right now, right here, this Father's Day is the right time for you. Ephesians 1.10 says at the right time, at the right time, if you will agree with God and believe God, this year, right now, can be that right time for you. And I believe it is for you. In the name of Jesus. Watch this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, the Bible says, Yet God has made everything beautiful in its own time. It is time for God to beautify your life. As a father, I prophesy over you that in this season of celebration of father's life, God will lift you up. God will work out his plan for your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And this will be the lowest level of your life that you will ever be in the mighty name of Jesus. Very quickly, number two. Number two, I'm speaking to the men. Stop chasing shadows. When you walk outside, you can see it too. It's behind. That's what it means to chase shadow. Just you can never catch up with the shadow. You take one step, the shadow moves. You take the next step, the shadow moves. You turn around, the shadow. You stop chasing shadows. Too many people 
are so engulfed and engrossed in what other people are doing, you have lost sight of the plan of God for your life. Friends, we can learn from others. There's absolutely nothing wrong with learning from others. Do you know what our motto is as a church? Maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. Because we understand that everyone has a gift that God has given to them. There is something uniquely different about you as an individual. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you, how many of you, you go to Chick-fil-A because it reminds you of Wendy's? You go to Chick-fil-A because of the uniqueness of Chick-fil-A. The fries. So it's the fries for you. It's different thing for different people. But you go to certain restaurants. Let's say together. We go to different restaurants for the uniqueness they have. Not because it reminds you of something else. There is something unique about your life. The reason the people that are supposed to help you are not able to help you right now is because they can't recognize you. You have adapted to so many different things. You have become this person, that person, that person, that person, that person. The uniqueness they are looking for that you have, they can't see it. All they are seeing is the shadows of other people that you have brought upon yourself. Amen? You are uniquely different. How about you say it to yourself? Psalm 33, one of my favorite scriptures, verse 15. You read it in the uh, New King James or NIV. It says, he has fashioned their hearts individually. You are not off of a production line. Oh, he's just making, there's a mold assembly line. They're just churning out the same thing. No! He created you individually. I'm an individual. I'm different from you. You are different from me. It is that diversity that makes us great. So trying to be like somebody else is a waste of your life. I have no desire in anybody being like me. And I have no desire in being like anybody else. I just want to be me. I want to be me. You know, I was telling, there's a song, I want to be me, something like that. Anyway, but I was telling the, uh, the Discovery Membership class, you know, the meanness of me is the reason some people will not stay in this church. Because that is not what they are drawn to. That's not what God has called them to. Amen? But I want to be comfortable in my skin so that I'm not pretending. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you will have to wear a mask all of the time. If you are not you. And that's very tiring. The way you see me, when you come to my house, this is the way you will see me. Praise the Lord. I'm not trying to put on any kind of ears. Oh, so, Pastor, yes, God bless you. I think it is well with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, huh? Some people are like that, and that's the way they are. Yes. I'm not saying they are fake. I'm just saying that is who they are, and that is not me. Yes, 
If you come here expecting me to be like, I will never be like that. If, I, if I'm calm like that, maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> or fasting. Say, so, Pastor is so gentle and quiet. Go check it. I may be hungry or fasting. Because, you know, some people, they are like that when they are broke. When I'm broke, yeah. which is a long time, I've not been broke in a long time. I used to be broke. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. In my broke days, what I did, what I did, when I'm broke, what I did, I dressed the best. So if you suddenly see me during the week, I'm all dressed up. <laughs> Back in those days, it means I'm broke. <laughs> Some people, they wear their problem. They wear their story. You take a look at them and say, ah! Wow, the devil has messed with this person, man. You know, because they are wearing it. They are wearing it. And guess what? You wearing it does not pro it doesn't provide solution. Yes, you, you, you know that. Yes, you wearing it just means you have given people a topic for conversation. So have you seen so and so lately? He's so emaciated. You know, he's lost a lot of weight. But God will help him more. You know, they're not going to give you money. It doesn't work like that. You know, in fact, if they give you money, it's how many of you went to the restaurant and you want to tip the waiter and you give the waiter $50? Okay, stop it. You give the waiter $100 for tip. Nobody does that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When you wear your problem, anybody that responds to you will respond with a tip. But when God lays on their heart, it doesn't matter how you look. You can look like you are doing great. But God lays on, your, on their heart and he will compel them. When they come through for you, they will come through for you in a big way. Let me tell you this story real quick. Real quick. There's somebody, there's somebody I know that was in charge of I'm trying to see how I tell this story without giving too much detail. In charge of big contracts, huge contracts. I mean, big money, big money. You know, talk about the company needs those 18-wheeler tankers, right? Petrol tankers, gas, gasoline. Say they need hundreds of that per week. You know, this guy shows up all tired looking, broke and everything, and is asking to supply tanker, 10, 20. Think about the cost. So, hmm, if we just give this guy this kind of project, the money, he will first of all use the money to go take care of his hunger problem. And it may not come through. Guess what? They just told him to go supply drums. I don't know. I think drums are like uh, maybe 30 gallons. 30, that's what they gave him. Because he looked like his problem. Praise the Lord. I encourage you today, stand tall. Stand firm. Stand in the knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus. Stop walking around with your head bad and your and you just go, oh, me, see what the devil has done to No. You are a child of God. Amen. 
Understand your identity in Christ. You are an original. Yes. Any other that wants to be like you is a kind of it. Say, I am the original. I am the real deal. I will live in my authenticity. If you read our uh, June newsletter, I wrote about being authentic. Live your authentic life. In that space is where your, your potential will blossom. Stop trying to be somebody else. You can learn from people. You can learn through life. You can learn, but be yourself. Somebody say, be yourself. The reason it's important for you to be you is because embedded in God's plan for your life are certain gifts, talents, and abilities. Ephesians chapter 4, you read from verse 7 and 8. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. The Bible says, but, each, but to each one of us, Grace was given. I'm reading the uh, New King James Version. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. There is a gift that God has given you, and along with that gift, God has added grace. Grace is the unction for you to be able to function in that gift that God has given you. Instead of pursuing other people's gift. Instead of trying to outshine somebody else. Oh, I can do that better than him. I can do that better than her. I can do that. Why don't you focus on your own lane? And focus on being you. The problem with too many people, when you are not trying to be somebody else, you are competing with somebody else. What is the problem with us, really? Amen? Really? Really? There's so... When was the last time you saw birds flying and they are colliding in the sky? Even when they are flying together, there's so many of them, crows flying together, coming down south during winter. They don't collide. You know why? There's enough space. There's enough space. You don't have to compare yourself by anybody for you to know who you are. I am who I am by the grace of God. I have no interest in being anybody else. I want to be the best version of me. The very best version of myself. Because that is where the real success is. Hallelujah. Is somebody being blessed? Praise the Lord. You are loaded. Somebody say, I'm loaded. You are loaded. The grace of God abounds in your life in the area of gifting to which he has called you. Not just anywhere. Verse 8, Ephesians 4 verse 8. He says, therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. He gave what? You are gifted. Every single one of us to the last one of us is gifted. It's gifted. Is everybody gifted to preach? No. Hallelujah. 
Is everybody gifted to sing? Obviously not. You saw my attempt the other day. You know, the choir, they had to help me stitch all the verses together for the song to look original. Praise the Lord. For, a, for one quick second, I want you to think about this. In Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says God lined up all the animals he had created before Adam. And Adam began to name them. Goat, monkey, lion, dog. It just went on and on. And the Bible says whatsoever name he called them, that was their name. God did not name any animal. Adam named every one of them. Imagine such creativity. As they are coming, the idea is just coming, it's giving them a name. As they are coming, the idea is coming, it's just giving them a name. He didn't stop and say, ah, Lord, let's come back to this one tomorrow. Amen? As they come, he gave them names. As they come, he gave them names. I say that to show you that there's such creativity in you if you will look inward, what you need is not outside. It's inside of you already. You just need to explore, discover, and build on it. Praise the Lord. My time is out. The last one, the last point I have for you today is step up to the plate. Step up to the plate. Number one, God has a plan for you. Number two, stop chasing shadows because you are an original because there's so much about you. There's so much creative, uh, creativity about you. You are an amazing uh, person. You are big and bad as a man. There's so much that God has put inside of you. You need to step up to the plate. Look at your neighbor, especially if he's a man. Say, step up. Say, step up. It's already made available for you. Step up. L listen to this. Listen to this. Daniel never interpreted a dream in his life. In fact, nobody ever told a person their dream they dreamt and they had forgotten. Nobody ever did that before. When you get home, read Daniel chapter 2. The Bible says, those wise men, they told Nebuchadnezzar, I said, indeed, no man has ever done this before. And they were right. And the king said, okay, off with your head. <laughs> Let's read it very quickly. Daniel chapter 2. Uh, let's read from verse 12. Daniel 2 from 12. He said, for this reason, the king was angry and furious and gave command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. And they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Very quickly, he got creative. <laughs> Why? Because his life was at stake. You know, some of us, we have gotten used to our situation. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. Maybe the people here will understand it. Some of us have gotten familiar with our problem. That's why blind Bartimaeus, when they named him by his problem, he didn't reject it. They called blind Bartimaeus. Blind was not his first name. I know there's Mr. Blind, you know, these days you can see a Mr. Blind is a name. But Blind was not his first name. So they called him Blind Bartimaeus and he was okay with it. Some of us have gotten satisfied. Say, well, it is what it is. 
I'm broke, I'm broke. It's normal to be broke. I refuse brokenness. I reject it. In the name of Jesus. If I say I don't have money for that, it's because I'm prioritizing. It's not because I'm broke. Hallelujah. When, when push came to shove, Daniel quickly ran back to God. I encourage you to run back to God. Because there's a plan, there's a design. God had a plan to lift him up, but he was comfortable where he was. Until the king threatened to kill them. And they started the execution. Did you see that? In verse 12, he said, he gave the command. And verse 13, he said, the, the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. Verse 17, Daniel ran home to his bodies. He said, guys, let us pray and seek the face of the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 19, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. May God reveal to you the secret for your success in the name of Jesus. In the night watch, as you wait upon the Lord, may God open your eyes of understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. The creativity he has given you, may it come alive in the name of Jesus. Many of you, you now know about PCR. PCR, 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 PCR. If I ask you what does PCR mean, you don't even know. It means polymerase chain reaction. The guy that came up with the technology of PCR was sitting by the beach one day. His leg crossed, just enjoying nature. Cold breeze blowing against his face. And then an idea came to his mind. He was thinking, I said, ah, this is possible. This is possible. Very quickly, he ran to the lab and began running experiments. That is how PCR came about today. Because he was under contract with the company, maybe they rewarded I forgot how much they rewarded him. Less than 100000 for sure. You know, that technology has changed the world. Changed the world. That is what changed DNA evidence and all of those things because the tiniest fragment they can get, they can multiply it very quickly. I praise the Lord. He saw it in a night vision. May God show you secrets in night vision. In the mighty name of Jesus. Friends, if you are not calm in your spirit, you are too troubled doing three jobs and five jobs and doing all of those things. You can never have enough calmness in your spirit to receive. You must have moments of calmness where God can pour into your spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In the name of Jesus. Uh, fathers, please rise to your feet. Two prayer points. Two prayer points. Two prayer points. And I want the rest of us to stretch forth our hands to all. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.